Welcome back, I see you have a podcast, this is episode 12 for your host, The Major. Uh, I'm joined here by the two pains in my ass, <laughs> Callum and Tony, <laughs> how are you guys doing? <laughs> I am not here, I quit, I quit, I am not here, I quit. <laughs> Before hey, we begin, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at ICUGamer, or on Facebook and Instagram at ICUGamerOfficial, also make sure you check out the website, ICUGamer.com. Uh, quick bit of news this week, uh, forums will be launching Hopefully next week uh, we have finished beta testing them. We just need to some, find someone to run them. How about you, Tony? Do you want to help out? <laughs> Wait, what are we launching again? Uh, forums Yourself. and message boards on the on the <laughs> launch across the room uh, to, to launch the forums and the message boards on icugamer.com. Well, sure, sure. Just just walk me through it. I'd be happy to help. Well, basically, we're going to be posting every week, uh, mm-hmm. or every day, I should say, new, top mm-hmm. news stories, and then asking people to discuss. So if you haven't registered yet, uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page, it says register account, you'll get a login within well, about five minutes, and then you can log in and access comments, you can search for all the, all, the, uh, all the articles and reviews we post, and you'll also be able to access the message boards and the forums and talk to each other and talk with us. Cool, cool, well, cool. Well, well, yeah, to sign up. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, yeah, that should be launching this week. And we're also, I forgot to mention this two weeks ago because I was supposed to do this. We are making a game. Ooh. Oh, Callum. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, I forgot to uh, I forgot to mention this. I was supposed to reveal the name. It's called Super Aiku. Uh, it's going to be going up on Nintendo. Um, not Nintendo, it's going up on Kickstarter uh, in the next few weeks. We need to get a bit more information put together before we can put it up. Uh, but we're trying to get up on Nintendo Switch, possibly getting it up on Xbox and PS4, but that'll be depending on how much people donate. Uh, and once we've got a base version of the game, it'll be going to a publisher for physical copies, etc. Do you want to tell um, them about so- our Dream Extended goal? Oh, yes, we want to get Dreamcast <laughs> and do it backwards for, for Dreamcast launch. Um, because there are, there is a portion of the game where you are going to see something Dreamcast related. Uh, so hopefully that's going to be, um, I think that's actually going to be pretty possible. cool. Ho- hopefully yeah. if we can get to that goal when it does, we are able to put it back to, or backwards compatibility to Dreamcast, then I think that's going to be pretty cool. I think a few people will like that. That was your idea, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. The thing is, just imagine... <laughs> Just imagine if we could make a dumbed-down version of it and then put it under Game Boy as well. <laughs> but I think everyone's going to love it. It's a 2D uh, platformer with 3D boss battles and cutscenes. Uh, I am really looking forward to this because I've been working on this now for a few, what, about four or five weeks now. Um, we were making another game as well. We still are, but that's with another studio, so we're not making that game, but we do have some creative input. Uh, that'll be launched later on. That's their decision when they're going to be re-announcing that. Uh, that will be on icugamer.com as an exclusive, though, so you won't find it anywhere else. At first, we're going to be the first ones reporting on it. And also, uh, before we start the news, we actually got a message on Twitter, guys. Which a I message? Think yes, this is a DM, uh, and I think this is personally something that I need to frame and put on my wall. Because <laughs> this has to be the greatest trier con I've ever seen, and it's from a kid as well. Uh, so... This 14-year-old person sent us a message, uh, basically because we posted an article about my singing monsters is coming to um, to Steam, and it's a, a new update, 
but the photos that they, we were sent from the developer are the beta photos. So they have the periscope on the bottom of it. We can't remove that. I tried. It wouldn't come off. Uh, so this person sent us a message to try and con us into adding an additional. This is actually off. I had a good laugh at this, but hi, I am one of the workers for Big Blue Bubble, who are the publishers, not the developers. So they got that wrong instantly. I was told to tell you about many other game reviewers to advertise the new monster being added to MSM Dawn of Fire very soon. The name of the new edition is called Piep. And remember, we're choosing you to reveal the new My Singing Monsters Dawn of Fire monster. I'm going to post this, uh, the picture of the uh, the monster she sent. I'm not going to reveal her name, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> I think this is good. I'll give it A for effort. Well done, but I'm not falling for that. Give over. Uh, but thank you to her for that. I think that's the first time anybody's actually done that to us yet. That was quite <laughs> quite funny when i got that in the, in the middle so of the night. trader gave you fake news basically yes and try and get me to post it and see if i would do it it's not happening that's not happening did but you contact the developers about it about that yeah the publishers and stuff because they could be doing it with other outlets it's it's a 14 year old mate <laughs> it's a 14 year old said to me did you really think she's gonna be working with a big blue bubble <laughs> Maybe they. Okay, but would you know that she's actually fourteen year old? Uh, how would you know that? It's on the it's on the bio. I'm fourteen. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you think anybody thinks I'm gonna fall for that, give over. Yeah. If you did, that'd uh, but, be even funnier. All right, but, but we got yeah, a segment coming back. It's the quick news of the week with Callum. Right, okay, so quick news, so I'm going to read this like a news article, everybody, I hope you're all ready, I hope you're in your seat, and who's ready for some No Modern Guns Vehicles in Dying Light 2? So everyone knows what Dying Light 2, Dying Light 1 was like, it was basically uh, Dead Island, but on steroids, and everyone loved it. Well, uh, Dying Light 2 is finally getting closer to its release, and more confirmation that Modern Guns... And driver vehicles will not be there. And this is probably because it's a post-apocalyptic world. Cars don't work. Uh, modern guns are probably all rotten and stuff. Maybe we'll get some bow and arrow gameplay. Who knows? Uh, next, we have jobs for Rockstar and Respawn. So, uh, Grand Theft Auto Studio Rockstar North is advertising a game tester job in the UK. So, who is ready to make a game? Well, we're already making one, so we're a bit occupied. But one of you lucky, lucky people could get a job there. So those that have produced GTA 5 are based in Edinburgh currently. And a total of 46, 48 sorry, jobs across the UK are currently advertised on the Rockstar site. Although it's only for a game tester. Um, so that is very interesting. There's quite a few jobs going in a, an economy right now. Where everyone's getting made redundant or something. Get into game development, everyone. I know you'll love it. Next, next, next. Sony is investing in studios. Whoa, looks like they're doing a Microsoft. So Sony aims to aggressively invest in first-party studios and continue to partner with external developers. So, more money for Sony, better exclusives. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Will the next episode of Final Fantasy, as part of the external developers, come out nicer? Who knows? Who knows? Only time will tell. Uh, next, we've got Toys for Bobs. Yeah, so basically, 
as EA has done with Battlefield, with getting all the developers of each game and putting them into uh, Battlefield development. <laughs> Activision has also basically went, Toys for Bob, you're now working on Call of Duty. What? Yes, you're now working on Call of Duty. Is Crash Bandicoot going to be in it? No. So, uh, Toys for Bob is now going to basically work <laughs> on Call of Duty. So we might have Crash Bandicoot zombies. Who knows? Or maybe Spiral zombies. That would be fun. Uh, next, Xbox PC news. Drum roll, everyone. Drum roll. And four. Uh, so basically, continue our PC gaming journey in 2021 and beyond. So, Microsoft has always been wanting to try and push the Xbox games on PC. So it's a console exclusive but also a PC exclusive too. And so, basically, they just want to get more games on there, support more cross-play. That's basically their big plans, especially with Halo Infinite, which will support cross-play, everyone, and cross-progression. So the crowd goes wild. That was very weird. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Halo Infinite, it's got a new look. The game looks actually good now. Before it looked like it was done on an Xbox 360, now it looks great. And also, Microsoft has revealed it will support 32x9 on super ultra-wide monitors, but only on PC. Microsoft has a missed opportunity to get your PC players an Xbox Series X so that they can also experience this ultra-ness. But as we look at the screenshots, or at least as I look at the screenshots, ultra-wide, standard ultra-wide, 21x9, looks nice, you've got a nice field of view. Oh, wow. It's like I'm watching a movie with 31 by uh, 32 by 9, sorry. Yep, it's going to be so immersive. Just buy Halo Infinite, everyone, even if you don't like Halo, but you've got no drive monitor. Just buy it. Right. So, next, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has come out on State of Play. Uh, gameplay footage. And it actually looks really, really nice. It's coming along really nicely. And I'll argue it actually looks a little bit better than Halo Infinite. But that's just me. Different art styles, different tastes, different opinions. But it is looking like it's shaping up to be really nice and very next-gen. 17 uh, minutes of gameplay is up online as well, because if anyone wants to check that out. Exactly. A lot of gameplay, a lot of fun. Uh, search now on Stadia. More updates coming soon. So, Stadia has now added a search feature, something which every other gaming device has had for ages. Stadia's just played a game of catch-up here. Stadia's going to fail, I think. But that and plus, Google is the company that invented Search Pass. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's hey. taken them 17 months to add a search bar to Stadia. 17 months to add a search bar, and by the look of it, by the look of it, yeah, it looks like it's even more difficult to use than you think. There's a search bar at the top, you type it in, but what it looks like, it doesn't get you your search results straight away. It looks at other stuff as well. It looks at game states, it looks at captures. It, it It's not going to be a good search function, is it? Not unless they add advanced search to it, which allows you just to look at games. And plus, there was a lot of uh, other media outlets that were taking the mickey out of Google. Just reading some of the headlines, uh, from IGN, Google Stadia from the company that revolutionized search engines, finally has a search bar. Uh, Kotaku, Google revolutionizes Stadia experience with search bar. And from Polygon, Google Stadia search bar feature added. <laughs> it's, it's... It, they all rolls out innovative, innovative. Innovative? That's not word. Inv- Innovative. New search feature. Innovative. <laughs> <laughs> Innovative. Innovative. Oh, I can't say it. 
Innovative. In, not innovative. <laughs> what have you done innovative. to me? Innovative. Innovative. I can't. I, innovative. In, you say it. I've had enough. Innovative. That's the one. Oh, innovative. innovative. New we search you, feature. Tony. Also coming soon. Sortable collections and an activity feed. I haven't had sleep. But I have an excuse. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't say that word, which is really irritating. Say it after <laughs> me. Innovative. Innovative. That's the one. Thank you very much. Oh, that was a good quick note. Right. Uh, so McDonald's, uh, you can now get Pokemon figures for the including the 25th anniversary. I'm not one for McDonald's. I'm already fat. I don't want to be fatter. But. Uh, I do want these. So Pokemon UK Happy Meals confirmed to have the 25th anniversary cards. And it will be the limited edition, which includes widespread sellouts in the US, which has already experienced that. Uh, Happy Meals will include the trading cards. Uh, it's called to Eternal Staff Memo, seen by Video Games Chronicle, uh, which confirms that each Happy Meal will include four cards and one surprise gift. It will either be a trading card box, stickers, or a frame. I'm not... I'm. I'd be a bit embarrassed to go buy a Happy Meal. Thankfully, I do have a six-year-old. I might actually go down and try and get some more Pokemon cards. I'd say do it. They'll be worth some if they're limited. Especially because, remember, with that Pokemon run that they did before. I actually realised they're doing a lot of Pokemon McDonald's things at the moment. Because wasn't there, like, one where all the scalpers were trying to get all the toys or something, and then they had to yes. restrict Happy Meals? Yes. Are they going to do the same with this, then? Possibly, if it, if it have, if they start scalpers start going to McDonald's, I'll have thirty Happy Meals, please. I think ah, they might have to. I'm thinking about getting thirty Happy Meals now. <laughs> <laughs> That's making me hungry because I do actually really want a cheeseburger. But yeah, the Happy uh, Meal challenge. Yeah, uh, the UK's McDonald's is set to restrict sales on the meals uh, to prevent people buying uh, up all the cards, uh, following widespread shortages in the US earlier this year. Uh, which were targeted by scalpers for resale. Uh, so McDonald's restaurants in the US had to replace restrictions. According to social media reports, some collectors were even buying Happy Meals in mass numbers and then throwing the food in the bins as they walked out the restaurant. <laughs> God. Uh, McDonald's eventually released a statement acknowledging the extreme lengths customers were going to in order to obtain the Happy mm. Meals. I'd actually like to find out what <clears throat> extreme lengths they're talking about. That would be quite interesting. Uh, and some fans even going... Uh, to extreme lengths to get them we're working quickly to address shortages and also strongly encouraging restaurants to set a reasonable limit on happy meal sold per customer so i don't think they're going to be able if when this does roll out in the uk or if it has rolled out in the uk they're going to be allowing you know five ten happy meals to go per customer well, I think I, one or two. actually it's rolling out from may the 19th yeah um, so we're a couple of weeks and th- thankfully they're, they're getting on top of this now then before they start selling yes. happy meal. But we also need kiddies out there. Well, we have to consider what what the families with seven kids. Yeah, I mean it'd probably be one per ha- one person per happy meal then probably. Oh, that's quite sad then. Think about well, the seven kids. Why, why would you want two happy meals? You greedy fat pig. Well, why would you have seven kids? <laughs> Boredom. <laughs> I don't know. No, why would I'd you even have, have one I'd kid? Have Come on. Kids, but I think Seven's pushing it a bit for me. Well, you know, I, I think as part of the ICU Gamer Podcast Challenge, I challenge you to have seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that to my wife. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so from jumping in from 
people's giving stuff away at McDonald's. Uh, how about EA stealing money from customers? Uh, so a video game insider who works at EA uh, has confirmed that EA is steering players into loot box option. Uh, EA denies any part of this. Obviously, this is coming from FIFA 21. Uh, is li- and they have denied that FIFA is also linked to gambling and says spending on loot boxes is optional. Uh, there is a video, obviously, we will link this. This comes from CBC. Uh, Gaming Insider says that the internal company documents proves the video game EA is trying to drive players into a type of gameplay that encourages them to spend more money and which has come under fire for possible links to gambling. Uh, the leaked document, which is about 54 pages long, comes from the company's sports division in Burnbury, uh, where a team works on EA's hugely profitable FIFA. Uh, it appears to be a presentation following numerous slides of bullet points, and it discusses a mode of play that lets players buy loot boxes within the game to improve play or increase their chances of winning. Uh, it says the mode that allows loot box purchases, called FIFA Ultimate Team, obviously, is the cornerstone of the game. It's really not, actually. Because I play FIFA, and everybody that I know plays FIFA plays career mode. Very few people I know actually play Ultimate Team because it is so expensive. We are doing everything we can to drive players there, it says in the document. Uh, Another page of the presentation refers to content teasers that will drive excitement and funnel players towards foot from other modes under a bullet point labelled all roads lead to foot. Uh, But... Gamers never know what they get when they buy a loot box. Critics say this randomness, coupled with bells and whistles that go off when a box opens, makes them addictive and akin to gambling, which it is, and it's already been confirmed by several countries, so they can't deny it anymore. Uh, the features of a loot box are similar to a slot machine, uh, which came from the US National Council Problem Gambling, Keith White. Uh, nothing is more attractive and in some people addicted to the brain than intimate and variable reward. Uh, online message boards and forums are flooded with people who admit they're trying to break free from loot box addiction. And experts such as White saying are increasingly hearing from problem gamblers who are saving spendings, uh, or spending savings, should say, apologies, and even going into debt to experience the high of opening a loot box. Uh, around the world, countries are obviously grappling this. We've already seen Belgium. Uh, there's also a class action lawsuit in Vancouver now uh, against the A for violating gambling legislation, which is go on Canada. Uh, is that backdrop the insider says compelled them to leak the document. Um, but he says there's nothing that anybody can really do about it because this is EA's focal point now is to increase loot boxes in their games. So when aren't EA in the news? Pretty much never. Without <laughs> flipping loot boxes lately. Exactly. Uh, I, I did have a good opinion of them earlier this year because of the fact that they were... Uh, not only looking to fix their games, but improve their games. Uh, for example, with FIFA, there's been constant updates and face scans and things like that. They have been coming regularly on a on a whip on a two week or a monthly basis, and I was all in favour of that because you, in past generations they've just left the game as is. Uh, but this is disgusting, uh, and I don't like the fact that when developers use their games to leech people out of their money, even though they've already bought a full game. EA are the worst at this. They are despicable at forcing gambling, especially a game that's targeted towards 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds. The thing is, even kids can buy it as well. Yeah, it's a three rated. So a three year old could theoretically buy FIFA. That's sad. 
Uh, EA has declined interviews and won't comment. Um, it was marked privileged and confidential on the document. Um, to say it's being viewed without context. Hmm. Uh, of it says, I'm misinformed when asked to clarify he did not respond. Uh, all e-games can be played without spending on in-game items, and the majority of players do not spend. Mm. Uh, loot boxes are not illegal in Canada or the US, which I think Canada may change that uh, by the looks of that Vancouver lawsuit that's happening now. US... Uh, under Biden, do you think it could be possible that the U.S. might ban loot boxes? Um, mm, it depends. Biden probably will say yes, but if Trump was still in, he'd probably go no. Yeah, exactly. I think he, li- he likes people that make money. Screw everyone else. Uh, yeah. EA is obviously making a lot of money. Uh, they've made, uh, based on the annual reports of multinational common, $1.49 billion in 2020 alone. 1.5 billion uh, from loot boxes uh, in sports titles, almost triple the 587 million dollars they generated in 2015. Uh, this came from Nico Partners. Uh, loot boxes, also known as card packs, have to be purchased with real money or coins earned in the game. But inside of there's enough players, enough pressure to players to cough up real cash. Uh, you can play without spending any. He said, but you'll learn it takes a long time to earn coins. Someone actually did. We actually spoke about this about, I think about about two, three weeks ago now. Mm. Um, someone worked out how much you'd actually have to save, how much you'd actually have to play in foot to get enough to buy a top flight player. And it'd take you over a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. No, that's Why? not feasible. That's not feasible. No, it's not. It's ta- it take you, you basically, you'd have. To get a full team of like top flight players like Messi, Ronaldo, etc., you'd have to play this game for two and a half years, non-stop, a minimum of about 20 games a day, to be able to afford to have that team. So the game is heavily grinding already, and then they're saying, oh, it's not gambling, you can play it without, yeah, but you're not going to get the top players. It's not possible. Like the, the Isn't there meant to be like, an equal chance of getting it kind of thing. No, it's not it's, like what the law is for gambling. To get a top player in that game, it's something like 0.0001%. So this is the issue then. They might not ban loot crates, but they might say, well, it should be easier for these characters to be unlocked. It should be. Um, but the the whole idea, the whole mechanic behind FIFA Ultimate Team is to get people to grind on the marketplace, which is where the focal point of EA's attention is, is try and get people to either buy packs with coins or predominantly buy packs with real money because that's the only way you're going to get the top flight players. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck on gold, uh, bronze and silver packs, which are terrible when they contain 60, 70 rated players. And if you've got people that have enough money who can buy the ultimate packs... You could buy the like the gold packs, then they're gonna have Messi, Ronaldo, Beckham, etc. They're gonna Messi, have those players in there. So then you have to spend money to be able to compete them in the match, because otherwise you're gonna have absolutely no chance whatsoever. The, the thing is, the thing is, um, they should just get rid of loot boxes altogether. But it's the issue. There's a similar issue going on with Call of Duty at the moment. To be fair, where their battle pass, yeah, originally it was quite easier to kind of unlock these guns, but now they're actually putting behind the really 
decent nostalgic guns behind like this paywall yeah you can unlock it by grinding but it actually it i swear it takes longer than what it did when modern warfare first came out so uh well one player actually described the loot box rush is jonathan pettiget 22 uh, he's from york in england uh i started using card packs as a way to cope when i felt really unhappy in my life as a whole when so many difficult things were going on i could essentially buy a little rush of happiness he spent Five thousand pounds, money his family had given him for his future, uh, before finally getting counselling and help. Uh, He said that finally EA leaks disturbing. He stated FIFA players have thought that that's their strategy for a long time, but it's still shocking to actually see a document within EA stating in writing they're driving everyone towards the casino, basically. Uh, EA has publicly denied that any facts of their games constitute gambling. EA prefers to describe loot boxes as surprise mechanics. We've seen heard that before. Saying they are similar to the thrill of opening a Kinder Egg. Give over. Uh, Fortescue said all EA games can play. Yeah, so they're saying that basically loot boxes are the same as an egg of chocolate with a little toy inside. But you actually... The thing is, a toy chocolate... Yeah, I guess in loot box terms, you are guaranteed something. But the thing is, with... The Easter egg, you're actually guaranteed something decent, plus it can choke you. While with EA, unless they're choking your wallet, I guess that's what they're trying to say. So, like an egg, you can be choked by us. <laughs> well, I, I think that the the EA mantra of of describing it as a thrill of opening a Kinder Surprise egg, when a Kinder Surprise egg costs you thousands of pounds, and you have to buy I wouldn't multiple have it, Kinder eggs... I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> but people don't go. People don't spend five thousand pounds on a Kinder eggs, and they don't have and they don't buy Kinder eggs to compete against other people. That because it's that is the ridiculous analogy. It's a really stupid analogy because the it's a Kinder egg is chocolate with a toy inside. People aren't going crazy for Kinder egg toys. Fucking stupid. Seriously. Uh, what's, what's the I'm getting a little bit angry I'm getting a little bit angry so reddit users have also stated that you need to seek help uh, if you're addicted to packs like I was this came from a reddit user italianwog28 uh, please don't ever use that word we find it offensive uh, so earlier this year I found myself spending hundreds of dollars every couple of days on packs only to find myself not even playing the game. I just wanted the rarest cards. Uh, for the game to be relevant in a couple of months' time, the cards don't even carry over. And then a couple of years later, when the servers are turned off, it's like it never happened, and EA are thousands of dollars richer. He said that after speaking with multiple friends, family, professionals, uh, he's learned that the game shouldn't be a filler void in his life. He was deeply depressed and didn't leave the house. He's fortunate enough to live in a country where the COVID vaccine re- infection rate, I should say, is low. So he's able to leave the house now and socialise. Please don't do it. Uh, EA haven't announced anything uh, as far as what they're going to do about this. Uh, but they did make a statement on their website. Uh, they've said uh, the facts are uh, we always look for opportunities to introduce more players to modes in our games our fifa players are expecting fresh content that makes the service exciting so that's a constant focus for us we do not push people to spend in our games yes you do 
where we provide that choice. We are very careful not, not to promote spending over earning in the game, and the majority of FIFA players never spend money on in-game items. Summer is a very attract, active time in our community, and we ensure most of our new content, community events in the game are centred there. The new content that we introduce throughout the year includes extensive non-monetized awards. The decisions to spend are always entirely optional. Nothing in the leaked document contradicts this in any way. It shows how we are supporting engagement in our game during the summer period, not spending. We take very seriously our responsibilities to provide players a safe and fun experience, and we do not encourage young people to spend in our games. We strongly recommend use of family controls to manage the content that children are allowed to access, their ability to spend in games and how much they can play. Our EA platform for PC games also includes dedicated child and teen accounts so that all of our players and their parents can make informed choices we firmly disagree that FIFA or any of our games involve gambling. Regulators in multiple countries have stated publicly there is no cash-out method. Loot boxes do not constitute gambling. That is their response. Your thoughts? Because I know what I want to say, but I'm not going to say it on a podcast. <laughs> well, if I'm keeping it PG-13, then... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to keep my language to a minimum because EA at this point is really making me angry. Can we rip them a new one? You can rip them a new one. Keep your language PG-13. <laughs> I'll, I'll shove the 3DO up where the sun don't shine. Yeah. Give them it back. Be like, here's your 3DO back. We don't want it back. Well, it's going way up there. Your, your thoughts on this announcement from EA? EA need to get a life. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, they've got, they've checked, they've, they've just covered all their bases, right? I mean, this is just typical, typical corporate uh, greed, corporate yeah. greed. They know what to say. They know what to say, yeah. They know yeah. exactly this is, what to PR say. It's PR spin. If anybody's worked in PR, I mean, we technically work in PR, but the idea is to spin it to make it sound like anybody else that's criticising you is in the wrong or has it wrong. But you've heard I'm from kids sure I... that they're addicted to this. Yeah. They're taking advantage of mentally ill people as well, which there is yeah. a lot of yeah. mentally ill people nowadays because more people are getting diagnosed and thus more people are getting taken advantage of and targeted. Yeah. So. I mean, if you're depressed, one thing you can do is play video games. And if you like FIFA, then you're going to go to FIFA. But, of course, you're not going to be happy if you can't complete or compete with other players at the same level they're at. So you need to spend money. And with, this has already been proven that you do need to spend money. Because if you don't, you're going to be playing the game two and a half years after it's come out, still trying to grind with players or trying to grind games to get those coins to upgrade your team. By which point, other the players that you want to compete with are already gone. They're already on to the next two. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. It's like, I don't even know at this point. I really don't think EA are going to change, even if the law tells them to. Well, I'm hoping that UK at least does, because there is a lot of uh, issues with gambling over here 
And they stopped scalpers yet? Have they? The they thing is, it was... that's still in the process. They're still trying to fight it through the house and through the commons and etc. So through the commons, we will see. Well, through the house of commons, the MPs. But hopefully, that will be something that happens sooner rather than later. Uh, but at least FIFA are doing something right themselves. Uh, they joined the anti-abuse social media boycott. Uh, so this came from calls for the last three weeks uh, and months from this year, um, particularly from players like David, um, David, Marcus Rashford. Sorry, I do apologise. And for a few other players who have said they've received racist abuse online. I've witnessed this myself because I do follow Marcus Rashford on Twitter. Um, and he's some of the stuff that he gets on his post is utterly appalling. Um, I'm not going to use some of the language that some of these people have sent to him, but there's use of the racial slur that should never be uttered by a single white person ever. Uh, and there's a number of abuse about calling him various names and associating him with various animals. Uh, and this isn't just one player. This is several. Uh, so FIFA and football team, uh, football manager have joined a social media boycott. Uh, being held across Hugh Swatch to the footballing community uh, in protests against racial abuse and hate speech and the lack of action being taken by platforms it's hosted on. Uh, from Friday, April 30th, uh, which was yesterday, up until Monday, May 3rd, uh, the entire EFL will halt any posts on social media and the boycott is in protest against abuse and social media's action, inaction to prevent that abuse. Uh, Facebook, we know, is synonymous with allowing it. They can't be trusted at all. Twitter is a little bit better, but there's still there's so much, so much hate directed at anybody prominent who isn't white. On Femi, for example, go look at Femi's Twitter page. One post, any post, you'll find hundreds of comments slagging him off for being black, slagging him off for being on the media, telling him to go get a real job. The guy is, in Femi's case anyway, he's a, well, he did, I think, I, think, I don't know whether you graduated as a lawyer, but he does have a law degree. He gets paid to write for several newspapers. In fact, he's a journalist and he's a registered journalist with the National Union of Journalists. So he has a job. People need to grow up and just leave. Oh. I, I do tend to lose my temper online with these people. I'm trying not to do that anymore because it's not good for my mental health anyway. Uh, we stand with strong. We stand strong with English football in the fight against racism, online hate, and any form of discrimination. This came from EA Sports and Sports Interactive. Uh, football is for everyone. Our social channels will be silent uh, until 23:59 on Monday. Uh, no top bins community streaming this week, so they won't be streaming. Uh, Sports Interactive wrote, today we join EFL in English football. United stand against online abuse. Social media companies must do more to stop online abuse. Turn off and switch off. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to with ICU Gamer um, because of the fact that we have to keep posting to keep our numbers up. We actually beat last month's numbers, so thank you for everyone who clicked on it. And I, I do really appreciate all the, uh, the love and support we're getting. Um, but I don't know what you guys think. I mean, Tony, you're the, uh, you're an, well, you're a minority. Me, not so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone pale, but 
I used to be a lot darker skin, but how about you? What do you? What is your thoughts on this? Because I'd like, I'd I mean, like to get I your like perception. The, I like the initiative, and it shows yeah. that they're thinking. Uh, I don't know how effective it'll be. Only time will tell. Uh, but this hasn't. This mustn't stop here. They got to come up with other other ways of uh, curbing this, nipping it at the bud, if you will, uh, because you can't stop this. There'll always be that segment of mm. people who won't stop at slurring, you know, yeah. uh, muds, mudslinging or what have you. I mean, I mean, uh, this could be, I mean, you never know. This could be by somebody posing as uh, a, a supporter, but uh, they could be like someone's PR, PR guy, you know, for all, you know, who's trying to just bring down a player's morale. You don't know. It's just that. The only way to get to the board, the, the only way to curb this is more companies need to band together. Uh, and this can't be one-off is what I'm getting at. You know, yeah. if you're going to I do mean, this... There, keep, there needs to be a blanket ban. If you yes. post something racist on social media, you're banned for life. Yeah. I mean, uh, the police won't do anything. Good luck trying to get police to do anything about it. Government certainly won't. Half the ones that are racist anyway. But social media seems to have a complete like blind spot when it comes to this sort of thing they don't notice it and even if you report it it takes them forever to do anything about it yeah, but they don't actively look the, for it themselves yeah and i find there's a lack of i don't know there's a lack of empathy if you will because they don't put themselves in in the shoes of the person getting afflicted you know no. they don't i mean they for them it's just uh it's online uh how impactful could it possibly be it's just online. I mean, it's not real life. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they'll say. It's not real life. It's not the real world. So, but they don't, they realize that comments such as this, I mean, when you hurl them, players are also human, right? Whether it's you, me, Callum, or any Premier League player, we're all human. We do get impacted by stuff like this. And we don't know what's going on uh, inside each other's heads. So they need to be more considerate. Uh, I mean, I like this. I like what they're doing, but it can't be a one-off. You know, I mean, it can't be a one-off. It needs to keep on happening. They need, they need to change a policy, personally. Uh, but we're going to be back yeah. in just a sec with more. Uh, thank you very much yeah. for joining us in the ICU Game Podcast. You're listening to the ICU Gamer official podcast on icugamer.com. Welcome back. Uh, this is episode 12. Uh, we're going to be coming into deals of the week with Callum. What have you got for us this week, bud? I have something for you. So, anyways, uh, Age of Calamity, I'm pretty sure it was cheaper last week or something that I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it yeah. last week. But it's even cheaper now at 31.30 on the game collection because of Bank Holiday that's going on. Um, with uh, B5NK Holiday uh, being the code in capital letters. B5NK holiday, and then once you enter that on the game collection, you should get it for like £31.30, which that's cheaper. It's cheaper. Um, there's also going to be some deals on the Xbox store in Brazil and the UK. The Brazil one is a bit cheaper, so get your VPN open. And um, there's a massive sale going on, going on and uh, there's quite a few games which are. Going down in price, like Battlefield 4 is £3.21, Battlefield 5 
and it's like five pound thirty-two. So if you still play the older Battlefield with the new one coming out, it might be the best time to buy the older one just to brush up on your skills. Um, Cold War is actually twenty-four pound thirty or thirty pound for the cross-gen. So I know the game's been out for a while, but I've not seen the price drop that much. To be fair, um, with that game. So there seems to be a lot of decent deals going on here, like Kingdom Hearts is going to be cheaper as well. It's also, I think it's already on Game Pass, some of these, but it might be uh, worth giving it a go, uh, getting it if you don't have Game Pass. Um, Of course, the Golden Week sale with the Xbox Live UK sale. Uh, Bowling Wonderland is on there, but I'd avoid that. Uh, right, so uh, some sales on the game collection again. Uh, this is the Police 2 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One is £3.95, the original being £2.95. So if you're interested in that indie game, you can get yourself um, both versions of the game for under £10, uh, which is better than game. Uh, and plus also uh, the main monthly bonus round on the Xbox Microsoft Rewards app will give you 2,500 points. So... Um, that could be put towards games and stuff. Just keep doing that every month and you've got yourself that daily deal. Um, one last thing, one last thing. Um, if you've got £789.99 spare, you can get yourself a 144Hz laptop. That has a decent graphics card. Uh, Core Core i5, GTX 1660 Ti, laptop bundle at Argos, and it also comes with Xbox Game Pass, comes with some games and headphones. So, not too bad. Thank you very much. Uh, one game that did come out this past week was Returnal. Uh, it has some incredible reviews. Unfortunately, we don't have a PS5, so we can't review it yet, uh, which is really annoying. Uh, but Returnal Dev has thanked Sony for letting it work on something very risky. Uh, so Returnal, at the time of this this uh, launch yesterday, uh, launched Yes, uh, yesterday, exclusively on PS5, and House Marky co-founder and CEO Ilari Katugan, uh, or Kati- I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> this, is coming a pa- this is coming a pattern now. Has written a heartfelt blog post thanking Sony for its support on the game. Uh, the blog post, which was published on House Marky's site, details the struggles of trying to get the game launched and meet launch day. Uh, a game with a history that spans back six years to the initial concept. After next. Machina, uh, which I can't pronounce her name, I'm sorry, uh, was one of the best-reviewed new games of 2017 on Metacritic, had disappointing sound numbers. Uh, he published the studio's now infamous Arcade is Dead post. Uh, the post detailed that the studio was ending its long-standing commitment to the arcade genre, uh, but they said they don't mean that didn't mean the team was giving up on its deep commitment to fast-twitch action gameplay. Uh, in Steps Returnal, uh, which the team's attempt to translate is to its arcade 2d gameplay expertise into a third person action game it was still very uncertain if we'd be able to move past the prototype phase and convince sony to keep on funding a new unproved concept the concept was ridiculously ambitious and looking back we as a company really weren't totally appreciating the challenge ahead of us and how hard it could be to tackle it in the age when game publishers are taking less and less creative risks We are truly thankful to our publishing partner, Sony, who have given us an opportunity to work on something very risky and has given fantastic support during the whole project. We are forever grateful for this opportunity. Have you guys seen the trailers or any of the gameplay yet? Because I know there is some out there at the moment. 
I was watching the Digital Foundry um, kind of stuff that was going on. Like, he, they did an analysis, didn't they? The game yeah. looks nice. Apparently, it pushes the um, PlayStation 4, well, PlayStation 5, sorry, <laughs> pretty hard. I was going to say, if it was PlayStation 4, I'd think my PlayStation 4 would melt. But um, <laughs> no, it, it apparently pushes the PlayStation 5 really hard, so it might actually be worth a look if you want something that shows off your console that Microsoft doesn't have. Mm. I mean, IGM rated it the game as sublime. It's currently sitting at 86 on Metacritic, uh, which isn't that bad for a brand new IP. Uh, but as a viewer, Mike Mitchell Saltzman also noted, it has one particular sticking point and it runs for very long between save points. Uh, so there's no way to save in the middle of them. Uh, that saps the desire, he said, to immediately return and try again after a failure, although not enough to grind it to a halt. Uh, one way that he says to work around it, uh, or he'll find one way to work around it, uh, since the game is awesome, but still. Uh, this has sparked some discourse on Twitter, as fans and viewers alike have weighed in on the decision to omit a mid-game save. Uh, defenders are saying that Returnal is a roguelite, and not being able to save in the middle of the game is antithetical to the genre. Uh, detractors, meanwhile, note that runs in Hades frequently take about 40 minutes, as opposed to the nearly two to three hours it takes to take it can take to finish off a Returnal playthrough. Its scale is somewhat makes it unique, as it's one of very few first real examples of so-called AAA roguelike games. Uh, this makes it a unique experiment in the genre, but also size works against it ultimately house marquee also doesn't necessarily need to introduce a situation where players can save their scum can save scum their way through a run sorry i can't speak today a uh, quick save system is probably sufficient uh, there are no plans for new features in the day one patch though so uh today there's still no patch for it uh, in preparation for today's launch sony has released a day one patch that introduces a smattering of improvements Quick save is not part of that update. Uh, they have obviously reached out to Sony for an official comment. Uh, until obviously they change their mind, you'll just have to carve out a significant chunk of time to play it. Uh, I'm not a fan of games that take forever uh, to between save points because I think that's incredibly, incredibly difficult uh, for players to, especially if you're one like me and I have to save after every mission to make sure that I can next time I turn the console on it's there what is do you think this is going to be a hindrance for uh, for, for those who just it want, does have really good reviews those but just one short term burst of fun yeah it, they'll struggle but that's the thing if, if you've got a console and you've got a big AAA game like that you shouldn't really expect short bursts of fun the game's more designed for longer bursts of fun if you want short bursts of fun get yourself a Nintendo Switch like portable gaming is short bursts of fun isn't it that's how it was designed yeah well one thing that is I'm really looking forward to what is your guys thoughts on Dexter the TV series you I never watched it. I didn't get into well, it. Didn't really get into it. Well, I did, and I absolutely love it. I did not fan of the ending, though. But thankfully, there's a new teaser uh, that's reframing the original's controversial finale. Uh, the latest teaser for Dexter 
and only gives fans their first look at Michael C. Hall's return. Uh, also shows that he's wasting no time in getting back to his killing ways. Uh, the new teaser was shared on Showtime's Twitter alongside the words, he's just the soul whose intentions are good. And so you can actually watch this. This is up, still up on Twitter. Uh, you'll find it on YouTube as well under the Dexter Revival second finale. Uh, for the show that ended on a controversial note, we would also see Dexter living his life in Oregon as a lumberjack behind, as his new series will take place in upstate New York. So the setting has now changed. Uh, Hall previously spoke about returning to Dexter after the unsatisfying series finale, saying he includes himself and a group of people that have always wondered what the hell happened. Uh, he, Dexter Revival will be 10 episodes of a limited series I'm really looking forward to seeing this because I love the Dexter series. I think it is such a good story for telling. You know, it's he's a serial killer, but he only murders bad people. Would you, so, would you guys side with Dexter in that case? So basically, in a way, I'm not saying that it's like Hannibal, but it's kind mm. of similar to Hannibal then. Because he just kind of Hannibal he eats people. He eats people. <laughs> he, he doesn't. Dexter doesn't eat people. No, he, he kills other serial them. killers. Yeah, he kills okay. other serial killers. To be fair, though, this is the thing. This is the thing. I think Hannibal's a genius in the sense that if you're going to kill someone, how do you get rid of the body? He's, he's got a solution for that, doesn't he? Dexter, uh, Hannibal, yeah, he eats exactly, them. Dexter exactly. ties what, them up Dexter... and dumps them in a the bay. In a the bay? There you go. He's got to get caught, isn't he? Well, I think he, he did get caught at one point and the body started floating upwards. <laughs> See exactly flawed, flawed. He needs to get lessons from Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> so you want you want a serial killer to become a cannibal as well. <laughs> what does this thing? If you're going to kill someone, you've already done the deed of oh crap! I've just killed the guy. What do I do with the body? You might as well go that extra length and just. I'm go... seriously worried about you. You're actually advocating for cannibalism. <laughs> I'm not. But the thing is, if you're a serial killer. You're just going to kill. What's worse than killing that? So you might as well just fuck. How do you draw the line? Like, so you draw the line there, not eating someone, but you kill <laughs> I, someone. I, I draw the line at eating human flesh, yeah. So I you would kill it, someone. Killing someone's kill someone. bad enough. <laughs> you have to go ahead and eat their flesh. But that's what, disgusting, what, man. I think that should be something. I, I think we should have a poll, right? To see what's worse. <laughs> killing someone or eating human flesh. I think Callum needs to sleep. He's already sleep He's put in a padded room. Jesus, I can't believe you just said that. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're a serial killer, where do you draw the line? Where do I? Well, if you're a serial killer, most serial killers aren't cannibals. Well, that's, oh my that's god! That's where the ball gone wrong. That's why the ball being caught then. <laughs> so if you're a serial killer, you've also got to eat the bodies after, is what you're saying. Well, basically, because then you get rid of the evidence, don't you? <laughs> Jeez. I, I know. I, it's uh, cut that bit out if you want. Just fucking cut it out. <laughs> no, this is too good. <laughs> well, oh, no, god. because the FBI might be on me. We might think I actually eat people. And I'm like, I don't eat people. I don't want to eat people. Don't worry. Uh, but one thing that isn't delayed, and we're going to move on. Oh, my God. Uh, so, <laughs> game delays are gotten even worse since the pandemic. Um, we know this particularly because COVID has affected us deeply. Uh, GDC survey of over 3,000 games 
industry professionals feel that the game delays have gotten worse as the pandemic progressed. Uh, 44% of developers said it spoke to have had their game delayed. Uh, this is based on last summer's survey, which reported that 33% or a third of all developers had delayed a game due to the impact of COVID. Uh, while many of the delays will be internal, they've seen a large number of games publicly shift their dates already this year. Uh, some of them are coming out next year instead. 47% of the surveys studied or studio surveys said they had expanded their staff. 66% said that productivity and creativity had stayed the same or even increased. This suggests studios are starting to adapt to work from home. 41% of those responded to last year's survey said that productivity had been damaged. Uh, you can view the results, obviously, online. Um, I'm going to quickly go through some of them, but it's not going to give me the access to, so I'm going to post a link uh, on the article. Also, nearly half of developers have said the pandemic has also delayed it. Uh, GDC polls show the impact the coronavirus has had on game development. Um, 35% have said that has increased the result from working from home, uh, while 32% said it had stayed the same. A number of high-profile games have been delayed. Uh, last month's Warner Brothers Interactive showed that Gotham Knights was being delayed now until 2022 uh, to give them more time to get the game ready for for launch. Uh, earlier this year, Bungie delayed Destiny's next expansion. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Gran Turismo 7 and Hogwarts Legacy also had their dates slipped during the first few months of the year. Uh, last summer, Phil Spencer said that he believed games planned for 2021 were most likely to be affected by the coronavirus pandemic. Games that were targeting from year or now beyond, there'll be some impact, but they'll be able to react. Uh, so hopefully we're going to see things start to change now because the pandemic Hopefully. in a lot of countries is starting to die down and there's still a lot of people that are working from home like us uh, we do work yeah. remotely anyway but. yeah yeah that's the thing we, we're working remotely technically aren't we this is the podcast the remote podcast I do want to eventually get an actual studio though a proper setup because at the oh, moment we'll be cool. from mics and recording equipment from home <laughs> It's not the most ideal situation, uh, but hopefully we will have some form of better technology down the road. We'll get there. Um, but also, we're going to PS5. Uh, Sony has reported they've sold 7.8 million PS5 uh, PS5 consoles shipped in PlayStation's best year ever. Uh, PS5 is tracking ahead of the PS4, and Sony expects sales performance to continue this year. Uh, Sony's gaming business has reported its best year ever. Uh, in today's financial reports, which was published this past Wednesday, Corporation said its games and network services division had generated revenues of around $25 billion and profits about $3.2 billion for the fiscal year ending oh, a couple of days ago. Was it last month? Yeah. Um, March 31st. Uh, as shown by Nico Partners analyst Daniel Anmond uh, in the graph shown, this presents a record year for gaming division at Sony. Uh, it's worth reporting, though, that PS5 launched in more territories than the PS4, which didn't arrive in countries such as Japan until months after the US and Europe. Uh, so the increase was bloody hell. So the increase is, like, the biggest year. I think the last biggest year for Sony was 2019. Uh, Sony's gaming division operating income dragged down by losing a result from strategic price points for PS5 hardware that was sent lower than the manufacturing costs. Standard practices to start the console cycle, improve content and services, help smooth over the impact. 
Uh, Sony said that it expects a shortage of hardware components uh, ending in 31st March. Uh, its current target is to exceed the 4.8 million PS4 consoles shipped during its second year. Mm. 338.9 million games were sold in total during this first fiscal year. Sony said that 58.4 million were first-party titles, which is more than half of PS4 and PS5 games sold were all digital downloads. Uh, PS4 have now sold 105 115, sorry, 115.9 million units of PS4. Uh, this represents an increase around 5 million units since this time last year. PS2 is still Sony's most successful console with some 155 million units. Uh, the biggest driver of revenue, of course, for Sony when the last quarter was software, which generated just over 6.2 billion, and add on content of 8.6 billion, including microtransactions and DLC. And it was starting to aggressively invest in its first-party studios during its fiscal current year, in addition to partnering with external game development. Uh, so another key profit for Sony was obviously their PS Plus. According to Sony, uh, PS Plus subscribers have increased 15% year-on-year. They're now averaging at 47.6 million users. Sony's record game and network figures mean the corporation has finally broken the cycle profit loss and it suffered since the launch of its very first PlayStation, which is big news for Sony. They're, uh, they're out selling at the moment, again, uh, Xbox. But do you think Sony at, at this point is... At a loss. But yeah, they're selling each PlayStation at a loss, though. But yeah, they've been doing it for a while. It's self-selling, which has always been their strategy, though. But isn't... I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they care so much because they know they're going to make the money back from games. Well, yeah, I'm just uh, surprised at 7.8 million. I mean, uh, aren't there 7.8 million other people still trying to get there? Uh, 7.8 well? million consoles they've sold. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure there's 7.8 million people out there who are dying to get a PS5 but can't seem to get their hands on one. So I think a large part of, that, of their sales, though, has been scalpers. And they yeah, can't say yeah. it is, we know for a fact it is. Scalpers it are is. buying three, 4,000 consoles at a time. They're obviously going to be... That's why they've been having to make demand, because the amount of scalpers that are buying like, the PS5 consoles yeah. as soon as it stores. Mm-hmm. But, that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to jump into music. We'll be back in just a sec. Thank you for joining us in the RC Game Podcast. Hey, London. Come on. No. Hackney. <laughs> Nine eight five. Stand up. Forever. Right now. To the, world. To, the world. World. to the world. Huh? Come on. Yeah. Hey. It's been a long time. <laughs> We've been ready, though. We're coming. We've been coming. Come on. Know the vibes. You know, like that. We some runners, we some trap stars. Ow! We gon' do the dash when the call come. Money. We gon' make the dash if the ball come. We gon' make the money by the school run. Long as we got money, we can buy guns. So we gon' move these packs till they all done. I leave out the flats when they all come. Kind all this cash got a sofa. Make moves. Make dreams in the end way. I'm coming straight to you. Ooh. 
Don't break that brick down, increase funds Back road or high road, I'm in the park I'm on all day or I'm in the dark Whatever it take to move the drugs I'ma get the cash then read I'ma build a line then put on Young G from the block, he's next on Safi smart, loyal from day one Bow, bow, bow Welcome back to the ICG podcast on icgamer.com. Uh, Callum's got a story for us he's just found. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, uh, as we were talking about Dreamcast before, you can now play the cancelled Dreamcast Castlevania prototype of Castlevania Resurrection. So, as we know, back in the early 2000s, around, or even late 90s for that matter of fact, this game was in development for the Dreamcast. It plays as a sequel to the Nintendo 64 Castlevania games. Though, in the timeline, it is a prequel, as it basically goes all the way back to the start of the Belmonts. And uh, recently, this uh, prototype was put on eBay, but then, obviously, I don't think it got high enough to what the seller wanted, so he decided just to preserve the game and put it online for everyone to play on their Dreamcasts. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, doesn't work in the game. It is an E3 1999 prototype. Um, so it is, uh, is missing stuff, but it is actually pretty playable, like certain aspects, like your whip, you can whip people if you're into that, and you can also fight ghosts and other enemies. Uh, a lot of stuff that happened and mechanics in this game have been moved over to the uh, PlayStation 2 Castlevania, um, however, Lament of Innocence, but however, there's still a lot of unique stuff that is in the Dreamcast version, and now we're actually able to play it. Cool. Yeah. How how old is that game now? It's nineteen ninety three, isn't it? Uh, Castlevania. No, Dreamcast. Yeah. The Dreamcast came out in ninety eight. Not no. The ninety nine. You said nineteen ninety three. No, I said nineteen ninety nine. Oh, sorry. My heard. I missed. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna let Tony take this next story, seeing as he's not used to reading the stories out. He's just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> your turn, Tony. <laughs> All right. So. Hitman Studio IO Interactive is reportedly working on an Xbox exclusive. The report suggests that the veteran staff are working on a dragon-themed IP. Ooh, what could that be? Which is still in its early stages, so I don't know if you'll see something at E3 this year, or whether they'll have an exclusive tease, but they have posted a video on Windows Central Gaming uh, suggesting that the Hitman developer teamed up with Microsoft to work on a new Dragon-themed IP, which will be published under the Xbox Game Studios banner. Uh, I'm wondering if this means it'll also be on PC, but time will tell. Uh, the report refers to a GameIndustry.biz interview with IO Interactive CEO 
Hakan Abrak, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, in which he confirmed the team was working on other projects besides an already announced James Bond title. Ooh, okay. Without going into too much detail, we have a third universe that we're working actively on, which is a bit different and absolutely a love child, Abrak said in the interview. Uh, it is something that our core people, our veteran staff, have been dreaming about for some time. Window, uh, Windows Central Gaming's Jess Corden tweeted that he had evidence Microsoft and I.O. had been discussing this Dragon-themed IP a while back, and this interview with Abrak suggested the project was now well underway. This was corroborated by Twitter user Cobril, 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 who specializes in reporting on Xbox Game Studios news. On the day the Abrak interview was published, Cobrail tweeted, Sometimes there are gaming news which seems boring on the surface but actually are the beginning of something ambitious and have a direct connection to Xbox. That sometimes moment happened this week. So, following the report, Cobrail confirmed, I guess this is out in the wild then. It's early and years away. Okay, I guess that answers my question. But it is exciting. Uh, anyway, so, something, something to look forward to. I was thinking of... Uh, Inquisition, Dragon Quest Inquisition, but uh, so if they're working on James Bond and they're working what, on something. What Dragon about Kings, if they were making another? If they were making sort of a Panzer Dragoon? I don't know, an on-rail shooter. You think? Uh, I don't know. I, I I think this sounds a lot more. The scope seems a lot more. How should I put this? Open open world. I mean, the way open they're describing world. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have a feeling. I, mean, it's, it's, I would it's like an open world James Bond game. I think that would be pretty cool. That would be actually pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they can do Hitman, they can do James Bond, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do Hitman. They can do James Bond. But Hitman's more yeah. stealthy. He's bold. Yeah, yeah. He's not as good looking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> saying, in terms of the engine. In terms of the engine. Right. Right. So right. Does Hitman? Be. Does Hitman want is shaken, not stirred? <laughs> Ooh. All right. Our next story is Doom Eternal. Hang on. Uh, he's off now. He's off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm off. I can't. I can't continue. Yeah, uh, he's got. He's going on. He's going to keep going. Go on, lad. <laughs> we'll just sit here. <laughs> yeah, we'll do what you do. <laughs> no, <All> nothing. Right. <laughs> Doom Eternal has added paid skins, despite previous assurances it wouldn't. Oh no, that's that's see, really annoying. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, I, I actually thought, okay, you know what? I'll just keep reading. So is this on the uh, Switch as well? The um... it is, it is, but it's not something that I, 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 I I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan of this Doom, and uh, I checked it out on the PS4. I wasn't uh, too keen on playing it. It, it, it didn't gel with me, so I didn't bother getting it for the Switch either. I would have gotten Wolfenstein, but yeah, uh, they don't have all the games as yet. Well, this but, article states that it was released yesterday on uh, Steam, Xbox, and PlayStation stores, um, which were supposed to allow people to buy cosmetics previously free. This seems like another CD Projekt Red thing. <laughs> they basically just lied to customers. You do realise that Microsoft did purchase Bethesda, right? Yeah. Don't you think this might not be Microsoft's doing instead? Do you reckon Microsoft pressured them into, you know, putting something, something to think about? Something to think about. Developers stated that it would not be paid, 
and instead they've yeah that's why i think it was microsoft put in a price looks. tag on it i mean they're saying you can get it for about three or four five dollars nearly uh features unicorn skins podiums animations and nameplates that you can only get previously get through twitch and the series one cosmetic pack costs nine dollars and gives players access to 12 items including character and weapon skins custom animations player icons and nameplates do you think those those items are actually worth that amount of money? Um, Especially when you're on Steam. Steam games are usually about nine quid, and they're asking to pay double that for a DLC. I mean, I mean, they did say before that cosmetic items wouldn't be sold if if anything would have been just like a free DLC. I mean, and now, now they seem to be now, going back on it. I'm wondering uh, who actually made that decision. Because if it was Microsoft, it doesn't seem the thing they'd usually do. If they make a promise, they usually keep to it. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, Forbes uh, reported uh, creative director Hugo Martin told a player on Facebook full launch and the game would have no store. So I think Hugo Martin, Martin has lied. <laughs> Definitely. Internal <laughs> uh, is a $60 game, not a free-to-play a mobile game. So they're giving players the complete experience with no store, just like you'd expect. So that was obviously a lie. Uh, unlocking skins with XP is part of the experience. Okay. I don't really care about that stuff, to be honest. Uh, but if you completely ignore it, it'll have no impact on your experience, and it's all free. Uh, Bethesda also released the paid Rip and Tear cosmetic DLC for Doom Eternal a couple of months after launch. I'm not one for Doom Eternal. I don't really like Doom. I don't know, that makes, that sounds... That sounds sad, mate. Yeah, I'm not one for Doom, to be honest. I played the original when it came out on Windows 95, but I haven't touched Doom since. <laughs> and, the, and the crowd goes silent. <laughs> yeah, since when? Jeez, that's like... Whoa, I feel sorry for you, man. Uh, but it was no, released I, 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 in March 2020 for Xbox One, PS4 and PC. Uh, Bethesda claimed ID Software Shooter doubled the launch revenue of the previous series entry 2016's Doom, although it didn't offer specific figures. Uh, There was additional storage just found as well. DICE is still adding to Star Wars Battlefront 2 two years after launch. Uh, The new DLC that's just coming out now. Uh, DICE outlined a new roadmap detailing new maps and modes. In September, Battlefront 2 gets a new large-scale map called Volusia. Uh, the, the blurb is reading, uh, this map takes place as the separatist invasion of Felucia is nearing its end, with only a single powerful vehicle left to cover the evacuation of Felucian farming community. The clones struggle to maintain their last line of defence. This is pretty cool. It's obviously EA, who we're not a fan of at all, but they are releasing DLC for a game that's two years after the game's already come out. Yeah, I'll give them credit for that. I'll give them credit for that. I think it's. Mm, I don't. I'm. I really don't like EA at this point, but <laughs> this sort of stuff is pretty cool. I'm quite happy for that. Uh, but jumping back into the next story uh, before I end up falling asleep here because I'm extremely tired. Um, <laughs> Microsoft said it will reduce the cost, the cut it takes in PC games. Speaking of Microsoft, uh, to match Epic Games, uh, developers will receive. Also now, additionally, 88% rather than the 12% beginning 
in August of this year. Uh, so Microsoft is dramatically reducing the revenue cut it takes from the sale of PC games on the Microsoft Store. Uh, begins on August 1st, obviously. Developer share of net revenue generated through Microsoft Store will rise from 70% to 88%. Uh, the Epic Game Store also offers developers an Epic 88% uh, compared to the 70-30 revenue split offered by Steam, uh, as well as digital platforms by companies including Microsoft, Sony and Apple. As part of our commitment to empower every PC game creator to achieve more, Microsoft here will be lowering their cost from 88 to 88% from 70%, giving developers more. Uh, that came from Xbox Game Studio boss Matt Booty. I like that name, Matt Booty. That's fun Matt to say. Booty. Booty. I like booty. Booty. What a beauty. A precious booty. Uh, clear no string revenue share means developers can bring more games to more players and find greater commercial success from doing so. Uh, he stated they regularly work on features and functionality for a more customized experience like the Xbox Game Bar. Uh, we also bring more quality of life improvements to PC gamers, including improved install re- reliability and faster download speeds. Uh, Microsoft also detailed the Premier PC experience he has planned for Halo Infinite, which we talked about earlier. Uh, you can find those articles uh, online down below. We will link all of this. Uh, also, regarding Epic Games, uh, they've had a cluster F of a court hearing so far. Uh, you guys remember they were stating the reason for their... Uh, taking Apple and Google to court was the fact that they were saying that it's harboring their business model because Apple and Google kind of have a monopoly over games on mobile. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I remember discussing this. Yeah. Uh, Epic Games uh, documents in court have now revealed that it makes most of its money on PlayStation. Not mobile. That makes most of its money on PlayStation, not mobile. Yeah. Yeah, so their argument that Apple and Google are stifling their business has been proven factually incorrect. <laughs> I love it when it happens. Uh, revealed the largest share of revenue was generated by PS4 in the 17 months prior to the iOS version's delisting. Uh, Epic's antitrust lawsuit against the iPhone maker, which began in August 2020 after the Fortnite maker moved to circumvent Apple's platform fees with a new direct payment option. Uh, which obviously got them kicked off the Apple iStore. Uh, court documents spotted by The Verge showed that PS4 generated 46.8% of Fortnite's total revenue in the 17 months to July 2020, followed by Xbox One with 27.5. iOS placed fifth with just 7%. The remaining 18.7 split. So it looks like they're going to lose this case against Apple because the, the reason they went to court, their whole argument is that Apple was stifling their business and they only make 7% of sales through Apple. So they've essentially lied. And I think I was correct in that statement when I said that the only reason they're doing this is because they want their own store. And they're trying to create court precedent that they can then go out and have their own store. And Apple can't uh, control mobile games on their platform. Uh, so iOS revenues are expected to account for just 5.8% versus 24% of Xbox and almost 40% of mm. PS4. Uh, according to the deposition of David Nickdell, who said that iOS was always the lowest or second lowest money maker if Android was included, 
It was previously revealed the iOS version of Fortnite generated over 700 million from customers in the two years prior to its removal. Uh, while nearly, clearly not something to be sniffed at, the relatively low earnings from Fortnite and iOS may make it easier to understand Epic's willingness to take Apple to court and its design to earn a bigger share from the mobile version of its hit game. Uh, so there is two ways that this could work. Either yeah. the judge will turn around and say, there's no point for this trial because of the fact that they're not stifling your business because you make money elsewhere. Or it could they could take it as Apple uh, controlling that stock is limiting the amount the Fortnite can make. So therefore the trial will go ahead. It's It could be swings and roundabouts either way. Um, but Tim Sweeney and Ad, Tim Cook uh, from both Epic and Apple will be among the witnesses expected to testify at the trial. Uh, they expect it to last approximately about three weeks. Uh, Apple ha- Epic has called the 30% payment fees charged by Apple exorbitant and excessive compared to its operating costs. Do Which way do you think this is going to swing? Because if Epic win, this is going to be massive for mobile games. Well... Mm, Epic will. Mm, it depends how much I uh, Apple pay the uh, the judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna buy the judge. Mate. <laughs> They've both got a lot of money. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a competition of who pays the judge the most and how much the judge accepts. <laughs> so, so not only are you advertising cannibalism, you're actually advertising bribery as well. <laughs> it happens. Why do you think the rich don't end up in jail? I think you're going to jail with this right <laughs> Cannibalism, serial killing. I never. And no, I don't think cannibalism's a good thing. Okay, I'm just saying. If you're a criminal, for it. <laughs> no, if I you're a serial said, killer, eat your victims. No, that's the thing. That's the only way you can actually properly hide your evidence. <laughs> so uh, okay, uh, uh, this is a public service announcement, everyone. If anyone goes <laughs> missing in your life, someone you love and care about. Please contact Callum. You might have the answer. Don't worry, Ian. Callum, our own personal monk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and final gaming story of this week. Pokemon Snap uh, has been released and its main legendary Pokemon is a surprising choice. Uh, I really want to play Pokemon Snap. I still haven't got it yet. I will probably get it at some point in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but Pokemon Snap adds a number of twists on how it handles legendary Pokemon. Uh, for one, it features a number of boss battles with the Illuminia Pokemon, uh, which is a giant Pokemon that glows when exposed to a special kind of flower. Uh, very likely already seen one of these Pokemon, Meganium, in the trailers. Uh, there is far more to, to new Pokemon Snap. Treatment of legendaries initially meets the eye, uh, while the other choice of what Pokemon is featured is rather surprising. If you're familiar with how Pokemon normally handles legendaries, it's also very, very cool. So aside from Meganium, I can't pronounce that name. Meganium? 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 You, you say it, I can't. Callum, you're, you're one with words. You, you say it for me. Meganium. Meganium? Meganium. Megan, <laughs> Megan, Meganium. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Would you like to correct us on how you Meganium. say this? Meganium? Meganium. Uh, I would say Meganium. Me- yeah, <laughs> I was, there you go. I win. You, you, uh, you, guys, are the the you guys are <laughs> contagious. You guys are It's passing over. I've been able to speak. Uh, these include Milotic, Steelix, Volcarona, 
and wishy-washy. Uh, also, number of Corona? Media treatment. Yeah, there's a number of... It looks like new Pokemon, to be honest. All of these Illuminia encounters take place on special Illuminia courses uh, with Pokemon thrown to a spotlight, similar to how Mew was the sole focus of Pokemon Snap's Rainbow Cloud course. Although other Pokemon can and do appear in these stages, these appearances are incidental uh, to the Illumina. I can't pronounce that either. Uh, your goal is to get the coolest shots possible with the big glowing creature, and it often require careful timing and clever puzzle solving. Uh, I'm really excited for Pokemon Snap. Have you guys haven't it's bought it yet? Out. It's yeah, I get it. I haven't got the money for it just yet. It's 34.99 from Curry's. Yeah, stop teasing me with the price tags, man. <laughs> I want to get it. I just don't have 34 right now. Uh, well, you will once you buy that laptop. Yes, I do need to get a new computer. Um, so Pokemon Snap's Wayland reveal is also appropriately enormous uh, and chock full of impressive, exciting, cute and funny Pokemon reveals, according to IGN. However, it's one of the most impressive feat moments is appropriately enormous. That it slows the Pokemon down noticeably for a few moments while it tries to settle into place. And, of course, they're talking about Waylord, which is a giant sea Pokemon, which looks like a giant sea whale, a uh, blue whale, I should say. Uh, Waylord's appearance midway through the reef is an incredible surprise when it first happens. Uh, this Pokemon is absolutely massive. I really wish that they'd actually bring this to something like uh, where well, you have to do battles with it, because a giant whale would just be amazing. I'm going to leave the article to the, uh, the link to the article. In the, uh, so you can have a look at the size of this Pokemon. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, to be clear, new Pokemon Snap largely runs just fine. Uh, even its most important part, though, when Waylord seems to be doing okay. But the way to see the Waylord struggle to emerge in the moment of snapping the place in the spot is just sheer size of its animation. It is Particularly, this has to be one of the biggest Pokemon ever made. It is absolutely huge. Exactly. Uh, it's quite a whale for time. Uh, 20 past one. No, I said it's a whale off a time. Oh, it's wet. <laughs> Not what is the time? We're having a whale off a time. Uh, uh, the groans from the crowd. Uh, <laughs> that is such a bad right, last segment of the week. Uh, coming up in just a sec. Thank you for joining us. I've always wanted to start my own business. Not just for my future, but for my family too. Something to pass on to my children, but where do I start? A website seems the way to go. I don't know how to build one. I know, Mummy. At Pure Genius Media, you get a high-quality website. While well, keeping that personal touch. No matter your budget, they can build a website for you. You don't have to do a thing. If you want more info, go to puregeniusmedia.com. Wow, thank you, darling. You're welcome. Can I have some sweets now? Welcome back. Uh, so I left this appropriately blank uh, because I want you guys to come up with the question because I was really struggling this week to think of one. Um, should we? Should we? Would people be interested in a Dreamcast version of your game? I guess that's the main. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, it's not something we can answer. <laughs> but no, but. It's something interesting, I guess. Or who likes cats? That's a great question. We all like <laughs> cats, don't cats. we? Cats or dogs? <laughs> yes, cats or dogs, that's it. Yeah, we should do that. Or Audi versus Mercedes. That'd actually be a cool battle shooter, wouldn't it? Battle ah. A MOBA. Audi versus, cats versus Mercedes. Dogs have a, have a Mercedes. Bonus. Audi. 
I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't care? Well, I don't care about you. Oh, fuck. Fuck, that got personal quick, didn't it? <laughs> Major, Major, be careful what you tell him next. You never know. I mean, you might disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had a snap. He's Thanos. The Major's Thanos. <laughs> yeah, but we can think of a gaming question that we have. We can all answer. Uh, so it can't be about cats, dogs, Mercedes or Audi. AMD or NVIDIA. Well, I was going to ask, I was going to ask basically, uh, since you mentioned the, the, the 1993 or 99 Castlevania, and uh, we all know after Koji Igarashi left Konami and he formed his own studio and they made a couple of uh, games, Stained Glass or something along those lines. It's there on the Switch as well. Uh, Konami seems to have forgotten the Castlevania IP. My question is, will we ever see Castlevania again, ever? I think I mean, we will do, and it'll probably be an Xbox game. The effects, effect, because I don't know whether Konami's actually up for sale. There are some rumours that a Japanese company is looking to be bought, or there are mm. interest in them. But isn't that Sega? Um, that was Sega, and there's also been rumours about Capcom and Konami and Square Enix. So I think at some point it's going to happen. We will see a US company buy out a, a Jap- Japan developer. Um, but if it does happen, Konami, I think, are... They're developing more indie games now, aren't they? Isn't Sony thinking about buying Konami? They are. They, 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 Sony want... They don't want to invest too much in Japan. They're not focused on Japan. They want big blockbuster games. So they're, they're kind of sticking away from... Um, Japanese developers, Xbox. But Konami, see, Konami has Metal Gear Solid, right? I mean, if Sony yes. buys that. And Xbox is, is trying to get uh, Hideo Kojima to come work for them. See, but I reckon, I reckon, if Sony purchased Konami, they'd be the new management. They'd probably try and get Kojima back in and give him a deal where he can do what the heck he wants. Which they would might... be nice, because I'd really like to see a Silent Hill game at some point soon. Yeah, exactly. So, but well, that's, be, that's the thing, PT might finally come out. Yeah, I mean, PT was a demo. It's playable teaser, isn't it? That's what it stands yeah. for. It's meant yeah. to be, the, to be the, the demo for the next Silent Hill. Exactly. I don't, exactly. don't know what the official title was going to be, but it's just Like, how much is... Like, the best Silent Hill, according to people, is Silent Hill 2 or Silent Hill 3. And to yeah. get Silent Hill 2 or 3, it's going to cost you, like, 25, 35 pound, you know? And then you've got the director's cut, which is 50 pound. The PC version of the director's cut is 70 pound. And then Silent it's Hill 3 is 28 pound. It's ridiculous now. Yeah, it, all the Silent Hill games are ridiculously expensive. The only... Best way, I'd say, well, not even the best way, the cheapest way to play Silent Hill right now is to get the HD collection for £28. <laughs> well, I've got I've got a question, and which is the better horror game, Resident Evil or Silent Hill? Or it'll bleed. Which? What? Exactly, put that in as well. People will find out a new game to play. I think it's two different beasts, uh, Major. Uh, Silent Hill and Resident Evil. I can yeah, see why you'd ask that. Vein, but which, which is the more compelling? Which is the more I am scariest? The compelling. I'm the most scariest horror game. Okay, I would I would say the new Resident Evil now, the mm. first person Resident Evil is scarier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But if we look at the franchise as a whole, 
Silent Hill wins that hands down. Yes, because Silent Hill gets under your skin. Resident Evil was more like in-your-face horror, zombies. Oh, big confession. I've never played a Silent Hill game. I've played one and two. You're, you're, Callum, you just pulled a Tony there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know you, Tony, won't play any horror games. I won't play any horror games. I didn't YouTube them, proudly. That would actually make a wicked stream, though, getting you to play a horror game. It would. You have to have your camera set up and all And just, yeah, just the cameras, see your reaction. And me screaming in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should get him to play a virtual reality for now. Yeah, because that demo is still out, isn't it? Resident Evil Village. The demo is still out. You can still access it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what we should do is get Tony to play FNAF. Five Nights at Freddy's or something. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes. We've got to get that. See, I tried playing P.T., and I threw the controller. Fortunately, a couch was in the way. A couch was in the way. And I ran towards the like, kitchen. I was like, I'm Tony, not playing this. I, I will give you a tenner to go play FNAF for one hour. Smash. FNAF. FNAF. Freddy's. Ah. <laughs> you have to give him 50 quid, I think. I'm not giving him 50. I haven't got 50. I'll give you, a t- I'll give you max 20 quid. No. I'll give pass, you 20 pounds to play FNAF for one hour. Pass, pass, pass. Paid to play I, I'd game. rather watch that Nicolas Cage movie that, that has uh, the vibes <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Five Nights at No, Nicolas Cage nowadays makes awful films. I want you to play FNAF for one hour <laughs> on a live stream. With I won't, man. I won't. I just won't. 25. 25 quid for you to play Not FNAF. Happening. No, 30. Happening. no, no, no. 35. No. Come on! Come on, don't be in a pussy. One hour. Half an hour. Half an hour for 25 quid. It's just not my thing, man. It's just not my thing. You're getting paid for it. A lot of people get paid to do stuff that isn't their thing. Yeah, I have a day job for that. (laughs) I I used to do cycling at a garbage tip. You can do play half an hour of NAF. No. I I frequently see other people's crap. Come on, man. Okay, let let me consider it. I'll I'll take it under consideration. I can't give an answer now. (laughs) (laughs) You know the value of money. (laughs) I'll consider it. We need yes or no right now, man. Come on, please. No, I can't. No, no. It's no for now. It's no for now. Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) How about you, Callum? Do you want to play some FNAF on stream? To be fair, I don't get scared by it, so there's no point in me doing it. Is there a horror game you are scared by? Uh, not really, unless you can get me a game code for one. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get you a horror game, that's not a problem. Okay, okay, go on then. Right, then I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll get a horror game. and I'll get It, it has to be good, it can't be Sweet Pea, it can't be... No, we're not played. We that review was well. The review was good. The game was awful. Oh, <laughs> Apologies, developer, if he's listening, because he did contact us directly to ask to do it. But sorry, <laughs> the game was not good. Uh, <laughs> we will have more reviews coming. We have got about three, I think. Now uh, there's new DLC coming out for Gran Turismo. We're going to be reviewing. We still got your one, Callum, to do as well, uh, and I think a few others as well. We still have. We still haven't reviewed Outriders though. I haven't reviewed Outriders yet. No. You need to get on to that. 
I've I've been playing it, but I haven't been reviewing it. Pretty much because I'm too flipping busy. Tony, is, you've, I think Tony should make his debut then. Tony should write a review for Outriders. I don't have access to a PS4 or a 5. How will I review the game? <laughs> if you give me a Switch Xbox game. One. Um, uh, give me a Switch game, I'll, re- I'll review that. Um, well, if he's getting all the Switch games, then I want well, all the Switch games. still reviewing Switch games for us, so we've got we need some more people on Xbox. I need a review on Xbox. Well, or you've Xbox. already got... Well, this is the problem, though, with Xbox reviews, is what can you get on Xbox? Like, this is the thing. If you can get on PC and it's on Xbox, which version would you rather have someone review? The PC version or something, because it looks nicer in the screenshots. Well, <laughs> well you've, you've got an Xbox Series X. Have you got Game Pass, Callum? I do have Game Pass. Well, with you Outriders, then. I've not played it, and I don't intend on playing it. <laughs> well, we do. We do have a couple of reviews coming next week. I do yeah. need to uh, to get them up. Uh, we do have another one, racing game as well, an indie Ooh. title, which, uh, which will one? be up next week. You know, uh, uh, Turbo, uh, Turbo Action Racing. Ooh, sounds, sounds actiony. Turbo. It's, it's an indie title. It is quite cartoony. It oh. does look pretty good, and that's because Shinobi's doing that as well. Uh, the review is now done. We just need to get some screenshots and get it uploaded. Okay, okay, that's that's pretty good then. Could we? I was just thinking, could we have like this little stint on 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 Konami? Maybe we could have like mini podcasts focusing on older developers, like the Japanese or American, like the Capcoms and what have you. You know. Um, Talk about where they are, where they were, where they are now. What can we expect from them? Something like that. Yeah, we could do a segment every week if you wanted to. I'll let you, yeah. you run that though, because you don't do enough. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, Callum wants more work. <laughs> okay, I try to take over the podcast. Yeah, exactly. He's trying his hostile takeover. <laughs> but uh, if, you wanna, if you want to do that segment, then Tony, we can do that starting from next week. Mm. Look at he's not ready, he's not prepared he's not ready, he's like, ah crap I should have done this, I should have said anything <laughs> <laughs> like no, my thing is, I'm, t- I'm trying to work out because I'm not living in, in my place right now because of the whole work from home thing so the logistics of my actual workstation is in Colombo, the city uh, I'm actually 48 kilometers uh, 50 kilometers away so that's why it's a little difficult for me to navigate and we just had our third wave which you is why I pro- can't What's that in miles? Like, we're from the UK. We're dumb. <laughs> Just convert Google people, people kilometers to miles. People are stupid over here. Yeah. It's people who Here we're having our third wave. Remember, remember that whole New Year thing I told you about last, last week? Uh, yeah. So because of that now, we've had a third spike and the highest number of cases ever recorded. Our cases have gone down and they're actually testing out nightclubs now. Okay, see, see, Sri Lankans have a habit of just going complacent and forgetting that something called COVID exists, and they go <laughs> yeah. back to living their lives, and uh, this is what happens. So now we might have another lockdown again, So, which is why I can't like review stuff, because my actual workstation is elsewhere. I'm living elsewhere right now, away from Colombo, because Colombo is not a place to be. Uh, a lot of cases getting recorded there. So... 
Yeah, hopefully everything's going to be all right. But that's going to be the end of the podcast for this week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us once again. Uh, Make sure you make sure you follow us Twitter at ICU Gamer, Facebook and Instagram at ICU Gamer Official. We'll be back next Sunday at the same time, same place. Take care, guys. Take care. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.